good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I'm so excited just to have another opportunity to sign on and say hello. And I pray that all is well for you on this day. And I hope that like me, you are enjoying this day thus far. You know, I always say that this is the day that the Lord has made. And so we should rejoice and be glad in it as Psalm 118.24 declares. And I know, yes, I'm well aware that there is much going on around the world. But does that mean that we can't? enjoy our day? Does that mean that we can't still have some happy times? I believe we can. And I don't know about you, but I'm taking advantage of every single opportunity. I have not been podcasting in a while. I've been thinking about it, but I've been so busy moving in so many different directions and just so much going on in my world that it's just not always something that I can get to. But it is still in my thoughts. And so today um, I decided just to make a short recording. I was in the living room a little while ago and my son Christian Set up the uh, sound. Um, I'm always getting ready to say sound cloud. The sound card. It's a little system that we have to go along with our podcast. And, you know, we can plug it up to our laptops. And Christian has used it on his YouTube channel. And so he wanted me to try it on my podcast where you can, you know, you can add sounds and you can do voice changing and all of this kind of stuff. And so he set everything up and had the condenser mic hooked up to the table and put the speakers on and everything. And for whatever reason, you know, he just couldn't get uh, the sound that the speaker was making out of the recording. And so he was trying and trying. And I just finally said, you know, you've invested enough time and you have things that you need to do. And so let's just scrap this and we'll try it again, maybe tomorrow, another day. And so I decided not to waste that time since he did all of this so that I could podcast. And I thought, you know, I'll still just do a podcast because it's been a minute. And so I am going to bring my sidekick on for a few minutes and let him talk. And then we'll see from there. So Christian Dion, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. All right. So what you been up to? Well, you know, just normal things that I do like crafts and drawing you know, I've really been actually growing my channel a lot with crafts and drawing. Okay, so you're talking about your YouTube channel. What's the latest thing that you've posted on your channel? Well, I created a battering from the Justice League movie that Batman uses. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen that, and it actually does work. So you're actually very good at crafts, and you like uh, doing crafts. In fact, you spend a lot of your time these days um, 
you know, with your crafts and stuff. So anything new coming up, anything you're working on, any ideas, you know, besides trying to get mom set up here. And I, I did forget to mention that the instrumental that I played at the very beginning, normally I play my son Rashan's music, but that was actually one of Christians. He told me I could look through his list and find something to use. And that one was entitled Rain Clouds. So, uh -huh. anything new coming up? Well, later today I plan to make a Lego movie. All right. You're going to get back into your movies. Yes. Since you've been away from them for a while with crafts and schoolwork and all kind of things. In fact, I see that you have your um, everything you need to ace computer science and coding book right here. Talk a little bit about that because that's something that I wanted to mention in an episode anyway. Um, this is a book that I found at the library a couple weeks ago. I found the biology one and I I saw it before, but never really paid it any attention. And I wish I had of because he would have been had these books, but I brought it home and I just kept thumbing through it. And I, you know, just decided I would like for him to have these books if they're available. And I looked online. Actually, my husband told me I should look and see if they had more. And they did. And so we ordered him almost every book in this series. And I just think the books are awesome. And so you've been doing them for, I guess, a little less than a week now. Talk a little bit about the layout of this notebook. Well, yes, they're very good because they are not hard to read. They're, they have paragraphs, definitions, colors, drawings. They're very easy to read and easy to take notes from, put everything into a neat little order. Right, and at the very top of each book, it says the complete middle school or complete high school study guide. And when you open up the table of contents, can you do that for me? Open up your table of contents. It gives you a layout of everything that the book covers. And I was so amazed when I, I went through some of his books like uh, geometry, world history. He has what? English, math, science, chemistry, uh, biology. And I was looking through uh, some of the, the topics and I'm like, I remember when I learned this in school and it covers so many of the topics that we learned, especially the world history books. So I am pretty impressed with these books. But can you just tell some of the um, you don't have to read them all because there's quite a bit here, but just read some of the um, the contents of this book. Okay. Unit one is computing systems. What is computer science? What is a computer and how do we interact with computers? Unit two, data and analysis, storing information, collecting and using information. Software engineering. Engineering. Right. Engineering. Designing computer systems, testing, etc. Algorithms and programming, using algorithms, programming languages, universal programming principles, variables, conditional statements, programming with Scratch, Unit 7, and all types of different units. Okay, I think that's enough. And 
what what really fascinated me about this particular book is because his older brother, Sean, I talk about him quite often. I play a lot of his music on um, various episodes. He graduated from Temple University in, you know, uh, I think it was. Yeah, his degree is in uh, computer science. And so on a much lighter scale, this book is covering and giving you the basics of computer science and coding with the intention for the person to learn programming, things that Christian is already interested in, you know, making computer programs. He does his own music and you know, things on his games and he's always learning new things about technology. So I just knew that this book would be right up his alley. And then he likes to do a lot of the things he has a lot in common. There's 13 years between you and Sean age difference, but he draws like his brother. He does music like his brother, you know, they have so much in common. And so this is just one more thing to add on. And so how do you like doing lessons out of this book instead of your other textbooks that you have? Some of them you found pretty boring, like your biology and I think a geography textbook. You, you weren't very interested. Chemistry. <laughs> Chemistry. Astronomy. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of your books were pretty boring. So compare that to these books now. A lot better and a lot lighter and easier to work from. Okay. More fun? Yes. Okay. You learning from them so far? Yes. All right. Well, that's good because I wanted to put that plug in. I, I highly, highly recommend this book series. And um, I don't think that they cost that much. You know, we bought all of the books individually i found them on walmart and i found them on amazon and a couple of other places that were you know offering the books and i think the highest priced one was the computer science like 16 dollars and some change but the average books are like 12 to 14 and you know my husband and i definitely felt that that was a great investment for our homeschool student. And I'm so excited and so interested in the books that I'm reading through them and, you know, doing the lessons as well. I haven't been able to kind of get away from some of the things I've been doing when he, when he has these, you know, uh, subjects on his schedule, but I plan on making time starting this week. And so I'm, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, Christian. I really wanted to, and I, I was hoping that we'd be able to kind of test out the equipment. You know, he was so excited. He's like, mom, let me, let me hook this up and I'll, you know, put it together and you can do your podcast and you can put some sounds and stuff in it. And, you know, so I told him we'll work on it some more and see if we can get it together. But at least I'm glad that you were able and you're able to use it for your YouTube channel. So one more thing that I thought about when I talked about, you know, your schooling lobby, you've been learning how to type. Yes. How is that coming along? It's coming out good. I can already type the, the whole middle row and a couple letters on the top. Right. Now, I learned typing the right way way back in ninth grade. Okay. 
That's a long time ago. And I can still remember my typing instructor, Miss Diamond, with her long, stringy blonde hair and her glasses. She was very, very strict in how we learned the keyboard and how we positioned our fingers and, and our wrist and things. And I was so grateful for that training because pretty much after graduating, graduating high school, pretty much every position I had, I had to use a, a word processor or one of the old typewriters. And then soon, you know, computers were out and I've had clerk typist positions and I, you know, I managed a computer clubhouse here in Virginia a few years back. And so it, it's been very instrumental. And I told Christian, you know, since he uses the computer often and, you know, does so many other things, I said, you know, I would like for you to really learn how to type the right way and learn the discipline of it. And I went online and I couldn't really find any of the old school, old style typing books. And I happened to be asking a lady at the library, you know, did she know how I could get some because they didn't have them. And one of the librarians overheard me and she said, oh, I know the books you're talking about. Yes. From back in the day, the drills. And I said, yes, I want the drills. And so she ordered three books for us and he got those about, I guess, three weeks or so ago. So are you finding typing easier now when you go on a computer since you kind of know the home row and the keys well yeah pretty much i um i know how to type the middle and the row so the top i'm still learning okay but it makes it a lot easier when you are typing words um when you're working on your laptop in fact you're working on a story now right yeah and so he's having so much fun with the typing I'm almost going to say he's kind of getting addicted where, you know, he even wakes up sometimes early in the morning before it's time to start his lessons. And he's typing and adding on to the next paragraph in his story. Chapter. So do you want to, you know, another chapter, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're working on? Well, yeah, uh, it's my first novel, actually. Um, It's about a space, a space it novel. It's called The Space Rebel. Mm-hmm. About a disaster that's going on in space and you know, they're trying to find someone who can take care of it. Okay. Well, I have actually read quite a few chapters and it is such a good story. And I'm not just saying that because he's my gifted, talented son. It is really a good story, and he's developing so much as a young writer that I told him, I said, you know what? You really should finish this and you should really think about putting this on, you know, a platform such as Amazon KPD or either turning it into a short ebook and, you know, something that you can put on your YouTube channel. And he's like, mom, that's a great idea. So that is something that he is working on. He is just just a brilliant, brilliant young man. And I'm just so excited, not just as his mom, but also as his homeschool teacher. I'm just so excited to see the development and how he's growing and all of the, the things that he's able to 
do just makes me proud. And he's still aiming to be, what's your number one dream, goal, ambition to be? A movie director. <laughs> and he's still, you know, making films and just doing all kind of things. Actually, the book that I'm writing right now, I plan for it to one day be a movie. My second trilogy movie. I think it'll be a hit. But anyway, I'm going to let you go. Um, you were in the middle of putting this equipment away so that you can move on to some things. So I'm going to spend a few more minutes on here. And then we have some things we need to do, right? Right. All right. So you can say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. So, yes, I am a proud mama and those of you that are parents you know the feeling I do not have to tell you it is just so awesome and so amazing to see our children developing and just you know moving forward in their gifts you know I, I know and my you can't really separate it or get away from it because it's all over the news my prayers really, really go out for everybody, really. But, you know, we know what's going on or we know a little bit about what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. And I pray for those children. I pray for children living in these countries. You know, you know, they have to be afraid of you know, living and being in the midst of what is going on to no fault of their own. A lot of their lives are being just uprooted. You know, I was listening. We were listening and I had Christian listening in the car to some reports about families having to leave their homes and they're leaving to, you know, go to safety, go to shelter. Some had to just totally leave everything behind to try to get to safety and they were talking about how people were trying to get on trains and they they were interviewing mothers and you know they had young children in their arms and you know my heart was just breaking and I was saying to my son I said you know we are still so blessed you know we're on at that time we were on our way out we were you know hanging out and we were going out to dinner and stuff and i was like this is the type of stuff that people are dealing with around the world and yet we're still so blessed that we're waking up you know with peace around us we're not waking up to bombs and gun blasts and we're not we're not um being told to evacuate our homes. And so we have to be so thankful and we have to be so grateful every single day. You know, just to think that the name of my podcast is a brand new day. Every single day is a brand new day. I don't care what's going on. I have things going on in my life right now, just like anybody else. I am dealing with things. I have stuff going on, but I don't let that deter me. I don't let it stop me. I don't let it weigh me down. I don't let it keep me down. You know, things are going to happen. That is life. It is always going to be this way until we get to the other side. You 
deal with it. You take the steps, you do what you need to do, but I refuse, I refuse to let anyone steal my joy. I refuse to stay immersed and engulfed in bad news 24 seven. I refuse to walk around with my head down or with my head stuck in the sand like an ostrich, like, you know, just not doing anything. I vowed I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy these years. It doesn't mean that everything, as we used to say, is going to be hunky-dory. Everything is not going to be peachy and creamy and dreamy, but you do the best that you can. You know, I have so many things in my mind and I don't really want to get into it because I'm not in a position right now to really um, start these episodes and I wasn't sure if I was going to do them here or do them on another platform, but I have some series that I'm working on for women, similar to the, you know, Phenomenal Woman series that I did, but you know, there's so much still going on in my mind and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it all right now in this season because of some other things that I'm working on and doing, you know, and I'm not really trying to put so many things out into the atmosphere. In fact, yesterday I was listening to a pastor that I tune into sometimes um, his name is Pastor R.C. Blakes. Actually, I believe he's Bishop R.C. Blakes. He's in Louisiana, and I believe he and his wife have a ministry in Texas as well. But he deals a lot with relationships and just real life issues. And I was listening to him, you know, talking yesterday. One of the messages was... uh you have to move on or you have to let people go or something. And I was just resonating with so much of what he was saying because it's stuff that I've dealt with and things that I've had to deal with in my life. And I know we all do to a certain degree, but he was just right on target. And one of the things that he was saying was, you know, you cannot... Continue to tell people your dreams. You cannot continue to talk to people because you don't know if people's hearts are really with you. You don't really know who you can trust with your information. And so I've had to learn that through the years, you know, about just not sharing everything, just going on. I'm making my moves and as they happen, you'll get to see or hear you know, about what's going on. And it I found out it's so much better because that way your plans can't be sabotaged. You know, you, you when you don't put it out, as he was saying, you know, you put stuff out in the atmosphere and then you have people all around you telling you what you can't do, why that doesn't make sense, why you shouldn't do this stuff that they don't even do or cannot do. You know, I don't know about you, but I found that to be real in my life. I had a few people in my life that didn't even, uh, didn't even really possess any real talent to really do anything, but they always had something to say about 
anyone else doing something, you know, it, it really used to tick me off. But, you know, so I'm, I'm in a space and I'm in a place in my life where I'm just enjoying it. He talked about uh, the prodigal son and I've heard a few of his messages where he really digs into that story, but he gives such a different perspective on the prodigal son and what he was saying in this message i'm gonna just recap really quick and in this because i have some things to take care of and it is friday thank god for friday it is friday and i have a uh just a good evening uh planned and so i want to get to some of the things i need to take care of before you know the day goes by but I was I was so inspired by this message that I got up and before, you know, my son got into anything, you know, he's a homeschool student. So we're on a different schedule. I began to share the message with him and I was able to relate it to some of the things that we're dealing with in our personal life, some situational, some relational stuff. And he was like, you know what? That does make sense. It really makes sense to me. But so what uh, Bishop Blake said that really made me see this story a little differently. He said, you know, if you look at the chapter that is in and I, I think it's Luke 15, I'm not sure. He said. The first parable talks about a woman who lost a coin. She swept and swept and swept until she found that coin. And then she called over people to celebrate with her because she found that lost coin. Then he said the second parable was about a sheep owner who lost a sheep, a shepherd who lost a sheep. And he said he left the 99 that he had and he went and he found the one and he was rejoicing that he found the one. He said, but then when you come to the prodigal son story, you have a young man who is the youngest child and he I can't get into all of that. It's a really deep message. You should go and check it out yourself. But he talks about how the son was dishonoring his father by going to him saying, look, give me what's mine. He's asking the father for what was his, you know, what would what had been his when the father was dead. But he's like, give me mine now. I don't even want to wait. And, you know, I'll just throw this in. He wasn't even the first in line. Usually the hierarchy is. The firstborn is the one to carry on the legacy. The first one that the father would leave the wealth to and the business and things like that. But he was the younger son and he's like, look, give me what's mine and just let me go. And he said, you'll notice the father let him go. He let him go. Okay. If you think you know so much, you think you can do so much. Here I am. Like he said, I'm providing for you. You're living in a home with hired servants. You don't have to worry about anything, but you think you can do better. Go ahead. And so he went into this discourse about how a lot of times we need to let people go. He said, there are a lot of people in your life dishonoring you. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to that. 
<laughs> there are a lot of people, like he said, he called them out. He said, I'm not talking. He said, I don't care who it is, be it a man or a woman, a spouse, a child. He said, anytime a child of mine raises up against me and think, you know, you think you got it all going on, you know, and I'm feeding you and I'm taking care of you. He said, oh, I have no problem letting go. I don't care if it's a friendship. I don't care who it is. He said, there is nobody in my life and there should be nobody in your life that you just have to have. You should not just have to have people in your life like we're desperate for people. And I said, thank you, Jesus, because I've been delivered from that a long time ago. All you need, as he said, is to have a relationship with your father. That is the most important relationship, your relationship with your heavenly father. Anybody else you can do without if need be. And I found it necessary in my life, in my walk, in this journey to let people go. I've had to let some people go in this season, in the last season. And like he said, he said, I'm not even grieving anymore. My heart used to break. I used to feel so bad. Like, well, you know, this is family. This is, you know, I've known this person or, you know, I grew up with this person. And no, 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 no. I want a stress-free, drama-free life. And then furthermore, for me, and he, he talked about this in other, you know, episodes. But for me, when I sat back and I started to really, and I'm talking honestly and truly, I'm not just talking about, you know, sometimes people, uh, you know, they, they look at situations and they say, well, yeah, I was doing this and I was doing, I was one. And, and a lot of times they weren't because I know people who personally do that. And I know the situations, but I really assessed many of the relationships in my life. And I was like, you know what? I was the one giving. I was the one doing, I was the one supporting. There are many people, family members, friends, jobs I worked on. They, they'll tell you, Stephanie J pulled up with food in the trunk with my kids, food in the trunk. Go, I go to my relatives and clean their houses and prepare delicious meals and, you know, support whatever somebody is doing. I gave money. I gave clothes. I did all kinds of things. I was there. People were going through stuff. I was there. When I was going through, I had to pray, seek God, you know, find out what it was I needed to do because some of those same people, even ones that knew what I was dealing with, did not offer to help. And God sent people who were not even related to me in some seasons of my life. So I'm just saying, I've been there, done that. I know all about it. And so after I began assessing these relationships, it was like, what am I really losing? And then I couldn't take all of these I don't, I don't know. I talked about it before. These these phone conversations, these text conversations where you'll be in the middle of conversating with a person and then all of a sudden they just drop off and just don't get back to you. And I just started pushing back like, OK, see the next time you text or call me, I'm not going to be available. And I'm I used to say I'm sad to say I'm not sad anymore. I'm sad to say there are a lot of people that have had to get the axe. And so. In this stage of my life and when I hear revelatory messages like that, I just say I concur. 
I agree because I am so much happier now. I don't know. Some of you may be straining. You may be struggling in relationships. You may be dealing with some prodigal children. You may be dealing with a prodigal mate. You may be dealing with prodigal parents. I don't know what you're dealing with. I'm just here talking. Um, I know where I am. And after many, many years of struggling, many years of going through, many years of just enduring and enduring and persevering, I'm happy to say today, glory be to God, that I've made it on the other side. And on that other side is peace. On that other side, I feel a lot more joy. I feel happy. I feel content. I feel peaceful because I'm not carrying a lot of extra weight and I'm not carrying a lot of burdens and I'm not allowing people to invade my world. A lot of people can't even say they don't even have my number anymore. I've had to change my number a few times. And every time I change it, when I start going through that list, I say, well, you know what? They don't even really call anyway. Or this person only calls when there's bad news. This person drops off texting. This person only calls me when they want or need. So no, I don't even contact these people to give them my number. So I guess along with and in agreement with what uh, Bishop Blakes was teaching in these messages, he one was move on and one was he said something about there are some people that you just need to let go. I'm glad that I did that because I have a better quality of life now. And one of the things that I do and why I'm so adamant about my homeschooling and the things that I do with my child, because you get to see and hear what I'm investing in, what I'm pouring in, what I'm doing is just filling in all of the what used to be negative spaces with negative people, people just always call on it. I, I give what is needed. I'm no longer put it this way. I'm no longer casting pearl before swine. As the Bible says, I'm making sure that I'm giving to people who deserve it, giving to people who need it and who want it, not people who, who are just like this prodigal son squandering and taking and taking and taking. And I'm at such a peaceful place. It's like God has restored so many things in my life. And when I look back on it, like Bishop Blake's, all I'm saying is, what took you so long to get here? I've heard it. I've had people telling me, you know, Stephanie, let go. Stephanie, leave them alone. Stephanie, stop trying to help certain family members. Stop doing, they don't want you. My pastor used to tell me all, all the time. He'd be like, you're like Joseph. They think you're dead. They don't mind that you're off in a pit somewhere. You know, and I found that to be true because when I reconnected with certain family members and certain people who claimed that they wanted to talk to me, after a while, they just kind of dropped off and it was like, oh, you're not happy that I'm you, that I'm happy. You're not happy that I'm not doing bad. I don't have any sad stories to tell you. And when they ask, well, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I do that. I'm doing, you know, we're doing this. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, send me some stuff and let me check you out. And then I send them my stuff, which I shouldn't have in a lot of cases. I send them my stuff and I don't hear back from them. To this day, I still haven't heard from some of the people who claim they wanted to talk to me so bad you know so you know what I had to let go and like he said that father 
let that son go. And he said something so key. And I'm, I'm going to leave you with this thought because he talked about so much that I just don't even have the time to really do it any justice or dig into it. But I know it blessed me so much that here I am. I didn't intend to talk about it, but I'm talking about it again. And probably before the day is over, I'll be in another conversation. I'll talk about it again. It was so, um, I don't know, revelatory. It was filled with so much revelation. But what he said was, a lot of times we are stopping people from experiencing famine. Some people don't know what it's like and they're so used to having, um, they're so used to you giving them, they're so used to you doing, and then they dishonor you in the process. You have people, I, I certainly have had people dishonoring me, people that I have helped dishonoring me, and then they have the audacity to try to come back to you when things don't work or when they find themselves in a slump and they act like they never did you that way. And maybe I'm foolish, but there are many times that I've still helped out because I just believe in the scripture that says, you know, pray for those who despitefully use you. It says if a brother or a sister is hungry, you know, you feed them and all of this. So I I try to do the right thing, but I've realized and I've recognized even more after hearing that message and some of the other ones that he's taught. That I prevented a lot of people from having the opportunity to come to themselves. We all have a moment where we're just out there. We're just lost or we're just on a path or we're just doing our own thing. We're getting away from the father. We're getting away from his house. We're getting away from his his uh, rules and guidelines. And we think that we know better and we're living any kind of way. And then when you come back to yourself, like he said, all the guy had to do in this story, in this parable was to change his mind. That's what repentance means. You change your mind and go another way. And so after he squandered his wealth and after all, or excuse me, after he squandered his father's wealth, because he didn't have anything, all of the people that he invested in, all of the people that he spent his money on, all the people that he was doing that low living because his brother spilled the beans when he came back. He said, this son, you having a party for this son that squandered your wealth and lived and, you know, spent your money on harlots and have just out there having a good old time. And you're going to give him a party when he comes back? Well, all of those people apparently didn't have the time of day for him when he got down because it said he would have gladly ate what the pigs ate, but no man gave him anything. So he had to get up and he had to come to himself. And maybe some of you listening right now, maybe that's the step that you need to take. Get up and come to yourself and realize that, hey, it actually was better at daddy's house. It actually was better where I was. Uh, father really does know best. I really don't know all that I think I know. Maybe it's time to go back and apologize to some people. There are some people that I know owe me apologies and I'll probably never get them, but it's all well because one of the mottos that I'm living by these days is forgive it, forget it, and forge ahead. I'm moving on. And so that's what I encourage you to do today. I don't even know right now what I'm going to title this episode, but 
I hope that something that I shared will resonate with you. I pray that you have a good weekend and that all is well with you and yours. And I'm going to work with my son on this equipment and we'll talk to you again soon. You stay blessed.